Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast episode this week, episode 86. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we're going to talk a lot about the market, a lot about our what's in the news update, and also talk our roundtable. As always, make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, and review, and share the podcast with your friends to support what Team New Street is doing. Again, thank you for listening. Hope everyone is having a great week, and hope you enjoy the show this week. We are back and we are talking market updates. As we sit here today, this morning, futures are slightly down. We had some positive retail data come in for the month month of August. August retail sales rose about 70 basis points from the month prior, surprising economists, which had revised down. They were projecting uh, about 80 basis points month over month decline. Um, unemployment data came in roughly in line with estimates. Um, and September has been a bumpier time for the market. We're seeing a little bit of profit taking. We're seeing people get defensive. Um, investors are really just kind of, and historically, September is kind of a, a down month for the market. And that's kind of playing into fruition here, as we say here, halfway through the month. But yesterday we saw a positive uh, day. We were in the green in most indexes. And it's really um, a time for investors to to think about the next catalyst. We're seeing we'll see Fed meetings, we'll see more data come out on the economy, uh, but we've had a, ra- a seven straight months of gains for the the S and P five hundred and nearly twenty percent rallies, um, you know, so far this year. Uh, so you know, there's going to be bumpier ride to the end of the rest, next of the rest of the year. But I think, and in, and in, in if you pull, pull the chart out, investors should be kind of really happy with where we sit. Um, almost three quarters of the way through through the year. So that's our market update. Let's jump into a little bit of news, business updated news. So design startup Canva notched a massive. They they notched a massive um, new valuation. Um, they raised two hundred million. And Canva is a design startup. They do graphic designing, allow you to do some things with pitch decks and presentations. Really great platform. It's really easy to use. Drop in, drop in place into different areas. Um, but yeah, they raised a new, new, new money, a new round, an up round after raising money fifteen five months prior. But this time it was at $200 million, raised at a $40 billion valuation, up from a $15 billion valuation five months ago, which tells you how crazy the private markets are. There's just an increase in drive of fresh capital uh, and making large bets by some companies with large, large capital uh, uh, that are looking to employ it into these explosive um, startups. And it's really interesting. They have 60 million monthly users across 190 countries. They have 500 thousand plus teams paying for Canva, like corporate giants, like Salesforce, PayPal, and they had 1 billion in revenue each year. They've doubled the revenue and they're expected to exceed 1 billion on an annualized basis in, in 2021. So um, we're going from, you know, store shopping, Instagram to, you know, people making pitch decks. Um, and this is really just an interesting thing. The takeaway from that is just an increase in, you know, valuation to the private market. They're just eye-watering valuations and this is this will make it a fairly large company when it goes public and i think that's something to consider if it's it's a little bit highly valued after just raising new fresh capital only five months uh from before um but this that's an interesting thing, thing to note talking more about capital microsoft is going to buy back 60 billion of its own stock in a stock repurchase program 
Um, and, you know, we, I think we talked about stock buybacks before. I think I did an episode on it. But again, companies looking to buy back shares. Um, and really, they're just looking to, one, give cash back to shareholders. Um, to increase the value of their, their shares, uh, look more financially attractive. And they also think that they may be undervalued and they're strengthening their balance sheet, doing different things, some financial maneuvering um, and engineering. But it's usually good for investors in most cases, and this is a good thing. And Microsoft's had a you know strong year stock market performance-wise, and now they're buying back shares uh, with their fresh capital. They have um, billions on their balance sheet in cash. So... It's interesting, just something to note and keep in the back pocket. Um, so yesterday was a really interesting day. I was watching CNBC all morning um, as I'll be on, you know, if you're listening to this on Thursday, I'll be on more than likely later this afternoon on CNBC. But on Tuesday morning, I was watching a lot, or excuse me, Wednesday morning, I was watching a lot of CNBC and they had some great interviews. One was with Ray Dalio, the hedge fund billionaire, uh, founder of Bridgewater Associates, which I did read some interesting story that CNBC posted how he lost all his clients' money in his 30s on a bad trade and then suddenly they just <laughs> said hey that's okay we're gonna give you more money and make you a billionaire crazy uh, speaks to a little bit of privilege in different things but we won't get into that um but you know he was talking a little bit about crypto and and china and different areas and he, you know a lot of people that downplay or talk about crypto obviously they have this high amount of discretionary income they are hedged and they have allocations in it and he was saying he did own it but he believes if it got too big the government would try to kill it which again i don't think is possible in a decentralized monetary system is made so that it can't be literally killed by one nation state so this is an interesting thing to play out he seems to you know and he did admit that he didn't know much about it but had allocation but he thought if it became a competitor to the fiat system that the government would try to kill it which a lot of countries have tried to put the kibosh on crypto, which has not been successful. So that was something interesting. I think it was a great interview, probably on their website, if you wanted to check it out. Um, And more Microsoft news, which we should have coupled with their share buyback. So Microsoft is actually looking to do passwordless access to all accounts. So from Outlook to Xbox, they want to make sure that their customers can now access without a password which means you'll be able to log in using some combo of fingerprint or facial recognition. And they're using an authenticator app and a verification code sent to your email. It's years in the making, they said. Um, In 2018, they launched a version of passwordless login so people could ditch the old sticky notes uh, on their laptop. Um, But the big picture is, you know, tech giants like Google and Apple, they're trying to make it easier to, one, log into your accounts, but also to be more secure, safer. It's harder for hackers um, to do things when you have a more secure and safer login way, so without passwords. So this will be really interesting. I think if it works and successful, you're going to see more uh, big tech giants shift towards this way um, and and make sure that it's a proper, you know, rollout. And we'll see uh, on that in the future. Something that wasn't so proper, so the NFT marketplace OpenSea, which is, I think, the largest NFT, again, that non-fungible token marketplace, um, they acknowledged that the head of product bought NFTs he knew we're going to be featured on the site's front page. So you're pretty much front running. It's pretty much insider trading, but they don't really have those laws and regulations in the cryptocurrency space right now. But that is exactly what it was. He has inside knowledge. that's not public knowledge. And he used that to buy these NFTs that we're going to be placed on the front page, which will obviously have more views, which will have more traction and more value, monetary value. And he was buying those up. 
Um, I think they said they're looking into it. They're going to take action, but it's interesting to see how there are things going on in the marketplace and with crypto world, obviously the equity markets that people are trying to get a hold on. And I think you're going to see a little bit more regulation. I don't know how um, OpenSea is going to handle this information, but it would be really good to know how they handle it. So there could be a little bit more of a, a precedent on how things like this are handled in the future. More big tech news, Apple. Apple had their big um, September rollout release of products. iPhone 13 is supposed to be coming, a new iOS system refresh. Uh, Apple watches, iPads. I didn't watch um, the event like the other 300. I think there was like 300 to 500,000 people watching. But I did read into it and listen a little bit more. They have new features in the iPhone, which seems to be more focused around the camera. It's always focused around the camera. I'm not a big picture taker on my phone. I'd rather have more like in functionality upgrades rather than just camera upgrades. But most people said it was just a little slight upgrade uh, for the iPhone 13. Um, and, and Apple Watch 7 is coming out, group fitness classes, calorie tracker, a mini iPad, I believe I saw. So um, they're, they're definitely doing some upgrades uh, and it's going to be rolled out here soon. And so people will be definitely on the lookout for that as, you know, obviously the biggest market cap company in the world, you're always wondering what they're doing. One of the other bigger market cap companies in the world, Amazon, is talking about hiring another 125 125,000 employees for roles that'll pay an average of 18 an hour. Um, and there's a race to attract workers. We're getting ready for that holiday boom. All the retailers are looking to attract workers so they can fulfill the demand that's probably, that is for sure to be coming in this holiday season. And you're seeing a different incentive, different benefits, different things, but they're really looking to stock up on workers because there is a big demand I've, I foresee coming in this last half of the year. So that's really, really interesting to know. Wow, we're getting through all the fang names here because we're talking Facebook and Instagram. Facebook has put out a report that they know that Instagram is toxic for teens. They realize in their internal research from 2019, they declared, Facebook declared, that we make body issues worse for one in three teen girls. Uh, leaked documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal showed that despite showing the harmful impacts of Instagram on teens, Facebook has taken few actions to make it less toxic or protect its most vulnerable users. Um, there's nearly 1 billion active monthly users on Instagram and more than 40% of these users are 22 years or years old and younger. So teenagers suffer from eating disorders, anxiety, and depression. I think this is a real thing. I think a lot of people focus a lot on what is going on on social media, especially for younger minds that are very malleable and, and, and can be pulled into different directions. So, um, I think they've tried to do some different things where it, uh, you can now, high the like count so you're not worried about which i never care about who likes all your pictures or the amount the numbers you can hide different things you can change comments but it's still especially in these young minds an issue i had an issue there was someone that tried to make a fake profile of me um the, someone did try to make a fake instagram of myself i've been trying to work with instagram to get that blue check so apparently they don't think the team new street we've done enough yet for whatever their verification process is, but we'll see and hopefully we get that, um, we got that fake Instagram taken care of as of now. Um, but yeah, I think this is an issue that it's gonna be more and more, I've seen it, I've heard about this issue. A lot of people have anxiety when it comes to social media. You know, we all, it's, it's just a big fishbowl um, right now. And I think that's, you know, it's gonna keep playing a part and we gotta just make sure, I, I just make sure for me, I just don't really focus too much on that. It's more of just living your real life 
um, and focusing on that. And you can share with people what you want to share and keep with what, what you don't want to keep. And, and that's the best way, I believe, to approach that. If we move to non-FANG news, let's go to taxes. Not that fun. But the Democrats are proposing a $2.9 trillion tax hike for high earners and big businesses to pay for the administration's $3.5 trillion agenda. Um, this tax hike is going to be you know, really interesting to see it's proposed and if it goes through. But it's really going to raise taxes on high earners um, and corporations. Um, they're going to tax the increase the tax rate for corporations. Um, and small businesses will actually pay lower taxes as well. So that's an interesting play. Um, this is something that we knew was coming down the pipeline. It's something that for our deficit, we need to increase revenue some ways for the, the, the government has to. And it's taxes. They're going to be increasing taxes. There are going to be other measures taken to try to generate revenue to keep us um, somewhat on balance. So that's something you're going to see way, way more of. We'll watch this legislation to see what goes through. Stat of the week, the One World Trade Center, which I can see from my own high rise, is a cost of $3.8 billion to make, and it's never been profitable in its seven years of existence. But it does have tenants. Uh, more than 90% of its uh, square footage is used for tenants. Uh, but it's just an interesting stat. I thought that would be fun uh, for people to know. If you're a New Yorker, a lot of the listeners are from New York or live in New York. Um, that was our stat of the week. So again, thank you all for listening. We had a great, great news segment. Let's go on to the financial roundtable next. Hey, everyone, we are talking in the financial roundtable, and I want to talk about a concept uh, that people don't really focus that much on in when it comes to personal finance, but it's your net worth. Um, and you've heard of the name, you've heard of it, um, and, but you probably have not focused that much on it because everyone focuses on income, everyone focuses on credit, debt, but really don't focus on net worth. And what is net worth? That's the value of a person's assets minus their liabilities or what they owe. So the value of what you own that has value uh, minus the liabilities or what you owe. And obviously we can talk a little bit about what, you know, is that you could own, you have cash, um, you can have, you know, you could have anything, your cash, your, your house, um, as far as assets go, your cash, house, business, business interests, all these things are assets that you can sell for monetary value. Um, and then you have your liabilities, which include debt, mortgages, credit card balance, balances, student loans, car loans, all these different things that are liabilities. And when you take the numerator, numer when you take the assets minus your liabilities, you're able to get um, your net worth. Um, and that's really an important concept because people focus a lot about on different things, but they forget to focus on their net worth. And what I think is important to know is your net worth is really your, your and the business they call it their your quick ratio, which kind of tells you, okay, if I had to go to ground zero and sell everything off and, and pay off everything, um, how much would I have left? And, and if you're seeing your net worth increase, it's telling you that you're in a more sound position financially. Um, and that's uh, something to to um, be, be happy for and be proud of. Um, so I think it's good. It's a good sign, you know, and you can look at the calculations uh, or look where you should be at at certain ages. I don't believe in all that stuff, you know, because um, net worth can change really, really quickly um, based on if you start a business, 
um, and different things of that nature. So um, it's something to keep in mind and look at. Uh, make sure you, you know, just kind of once in a while look at it and and try to make those calculations and see, you know, where you and your where you and you, your family sit at for net worth based on your own goals. All right, everyone, we're wrapping up this week. Um, how's everyone's fantasy football teams going? Mine, we're up. We are one and zero. We're sitting on top of the league at eight. I think it's an eight person league, ten person league. Sitting on top of the league um, right now as we speak, um, and we have a big matchup coming up this week with a rival. Um, and we're we're really doing well. I think I picked smart players. The depth is great. Uh, we we made some moves in the waiver wire. Um, and if you're talking NFL, my Vikings lost, but my Chiefs won. So it was a positive there. Um, stay safe this weekend. I think where everyone's kind of getting to that September lull. Uh, we're getting that fall weather. I mean, New York is pretty warm still, which I love. But we're getting that weather starting to come down a bit. So stay safe. Everyone keep healthy. Uh, we will talk to you next week.